Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All right, Luca Nation, episode 605, 605 of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Uh, hopefully, it's a good one for you guys. Um, got a great play for you. I know Cage does as well. Maybe a few topics Always. here and there to discuss. Uh, one being, I just found out today. You know, Zion actually has played more games than most people realize. He played 62 oh. games last year. Almost a full year, a full season. Yeah. More than Kawhi. Right. Well, people who want to tell a negative story about Zion say that in his first three years, if he doesn't come back, he's going to play about as many games as Greg Oden. But it's not exactly fair because last year was a, you know, I mean, the last two years have been kind of reduced seasons anyway. You know what I mean? So, you know, you have bubble time and all the other fun stuff. So it's, you know, it doesn't tell the whole story. But I mean, yeah, he played a bunch last year, but he didn't play all of the year before that and he didn't play any of this year you know so right i he didn't I get play any of this from. year yep. but he no. 62 out of 72 games last year he, yeah it's almost a, lot of a games. full season yep yeah no you'll get no argument from me zion is approaching oversold but he hasn't been sold off as much not on the not on the high-end cards. Yeah, on the little stuff and, you know, maybe like the, the hoops and all that and the Chronicles. But the high-end stuff, I think it's because of who bought him initially. Uh, you know, Shine is a big investor in Zion. We had Patrick Bet David on. He talked about how he has a big Zion collection. I think it's because of who holds Zion that that high-end stuff hasn't come down. I agree. I think you're right. Um, and then it's scary because of the low-end stuff, low-end stuff that has come down. We talked about Ja, and Ja's played about as well as anybody could expect him to play. And you mentioned yesterday how Ja's silver really hasn't done much as far as going up commensurate with his, you know, MVP type of performance this year. And, you know, even when he has these high-scoring games. Um, so if the high-end stuff hasn't come down and the low-end stuff is not going to move, even if Zion comes back and starts dunking on everybody's head, what's a girl to do? <laughs> She's eat, eat chicken parm. Chicken parm, you taste so good. I like chicken parm, but I'm on my mint collective diet. That's yes. it. I'm just now that people need to see you weeks. in public, you, you need to Pretty starve much. yourself. Well, I mean, people see me every day. I'm on YouTube literally every day, but you know, it's it's just I can kind of hide it. I, I, I can, I wear suits. You well, know, you, were, I, you were gifted, you were gifted a pretty face. I was that that is true. I definitely was gifted a pretty face. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's uh, it's fun stuff. I gotta tell you, I've actually seen stuff. you know the picture they they used for Mint Collective. It was like you you ten percent <laughs> body fat shredded. I think I think Pudgy Cage is uh, don't take this the wrong way. I think he's more endearing. I think the fans oh, like him more. He's cuter. He's more like a penny bag or Santa Claus. I appreciate that. That that picture was a headshot that I took in 2018, so not that long ago. Before COVID, no one wants before to, COVID no one wants to hug DK Metcalf. That's not fun. Yeah, I, I understand. They want to hug saying. Santa. They want to sit on Santa's lap. I hear. All right. So, what you, uh, uh, is Zion your play, or are you just pointing no. out Zion? Okay. All right. My play is right. my play is awesome, man. Um, it's a play that Excited. it's vintage. It's baseball. It, it's it's a goat, um, and it's a guy that you know. I think some people know, but they. 
if they get some time, I would I would recommend they they look into this guy's life because what he's done off the field has been drastically better than what he's done on the field. Wow, I can't wait to hear this. Let me just give you some stats of what he's done on the field first, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, So do you know this guy, Rod Carew? Never heard of him. Hall of Famer, Rod Carew. You know who else is Jewish? Hall of Famer, Rod Carew. Are you giving him him this play because he's he's Jewish? No, definitely not because he's Jewish. So 3,000 hits, (laughs) three batting average of 328, 18-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. Seven-time AL batting champion to the point where now the batting title is called the Rod Carew title. It's the batting yep. title is named after him. Yep. So let me tell you a little story. I bet a lot of people don't know this story. So um, he's from Panama, first off. And he had a pretty tough childhood, man. He uh, He's one of those kids that his dad beat him. And when he entered into the big leagues, he wanted to help kids. Right? So he created this whole mentorship program so they didn't have to feel the pain that he felt growing up. Mm-hmm. So he mentored hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids. Uh, and, and one of those kids was named Conrad Ruland. So this kid, when, when he met Rod Carew, like went home, told his mom, said, Mom, I, I met Rod Carew. Like this was his hero, you know? And that's it. You know, nothing crazy. That guy he mentored ended up becoming a professional football player, Conrad Roland. You could look him up. Going on to play for the Jets. He was like a journeyman NFL player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And one of these times when he was training, he he got like a crazy migraine. One of those like aneurysms behind his eye uh, and had to be taken to the hospital. At the hospital, they tried to revive him, do an operation. Nothing worked. Uh, and they gave the family. They said, we got to pull the plug. But he was an organ donor. So... They had four days to kind of like harvest the organs and find a recipient. At the same time this happened, Cage, this is a guy that uh, Carew mentored. Carew was playing golf. He was on the first hole and he had a heart attack. Fell over. And just because he was on the first hole, he was able to get resuscitated. If he was on the third or fourth hole, no one would have found him. And they took Carew to the hospital. The organs that this guy, Conrad, gave away were to Rod Carew, who needed a new heart because he had a heart attack. Some 20 years later, 15 years later, after he mentored this kid. Wow. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's a story I didn't know. I never thought we would say the words harvesting organs on our show either. But this, I mean, it's a pretty crazy, it's a pretty crazy, you know, show. Um, you know. It's pretty OJ nuts, Simpson. Right? OJ Simpson. Not a Jew. But guess who is? Hall of Fame. Rod Rod Curry. Dude, but, Which, um, you know, we always talk about vintage baseball going up in cards. We talk about, um, uh, you know, goats of the game. But this guy's legacy, man, and, and even if we take that aside, go and read up on, on his daughter and what he did. Uh, his daughter was one of those young kids who had uh, leukemia at a young age. Died at 18, right? Died at 18. And he turned this just tragedy. Like, what's worse than as a parent having to bury your kid? I mean, I, I can't imagine I have kids. but like, And he turned that into a whole national story to raise millions and millions and millions of dollars for kids with leukemia. And not only that, his daughter at 18 had the maturity 
just say, dad, this is what I want my life to be. Like you won't save me, but maybe we could save millions of kids. So this guy who is a great of the game, who has the AL batting title named after him is a infinitely better human being off the field than he even was on the field. So, I mean, you guys could go if you want, you know, you're kind of feeling this kind of vibe of faith and all that stuff and, you know, coincidences or maybe lack thereof. Search uh, Rod Carew interview, and he does a great one with Ed Milet. So you could, it's like an hour long. It's a really amazing, amazing interview. The, the interesting thing is Ed Milet, who's now a businessman, multi, multi-millionaire, very successful guy. He also got mentored by Rod Carew. So, wow. and, and the card that I recommend, believe it or not, Cage, his uh, rookie card, 1967, is it has Dimitri Young on it too. So it's like one of those, that's a $100,000 card in a PSA 10. But his 1968 card, um, I could pull it up here, with an auto. Now, the 10 is 15000 but with an auto, his card is only $150. And I love this story so much. I heard it a while ago, and I wanted to share with you guys. I think getting an auto of someone like this from 1968, someone who didn't sign a lot, actually, uh, I think it's cool for just 100 bucks or less. Maybe 150 bucks, depending on the quality and stuff. Andrew's a reader, guys. So uh, stop it. I, I didn't even read the text you sent me. I'm a listener. I think it's 2020. He wrote a book, uh, like a memoir, um, One Tough Out, uh, dealing with life's curveballs or hitting life's curveballs or something like that. It's a cool little read. Also, if you want to find out more about it, listen, he, I, I saw him play in the 80s and he was a hitting machine in the 80s. I mean, he flattened out his like, bat, right? It, that's what it was? Dude, is someone throwing silverware at you? No. My, my, <laughs> is it really that loud? Is my whole yeah. is my whole story going to be ruined because of that? No, it just kind of started now. The story was great. Okay. This was I, – I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Oh, it's not ruining anything. It makes okay. me, you know – it adds a little color to it, right? I mean, you know – Rod Carew had to deal with a whole bunch of stuff in his life, and you, you, you have to deal with stuff in yours. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, you're on similar pants. That's you know? my cleaning lady, but it's not <laughs> like the, the typical cleaning lady. She's sweet. She, she, she sounds actually, angry. I'm gonna tell you, she sounds angry she, like she, the silverware did something. Well, to her. She, well she cleans like um, she cleans our <laughs> old apartment, and yep. sometimes she would come over here and say, "Hey, do you want me to cook for you guys?" It was, it's oh. like. And she, she cooks way better than she cleans even. And she cleans really well. And what I'm trying to say is she's awesome and we've built a great relationship. It's like this, like, uh, she, she, she likes us. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, listen, that, that works for me. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's good stuff. It definitely is. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I like to play, man. Ryker was a hell of a hitter. Um, he was one of those guys, though, that was getting up there in, in years, you know, when I started collecting. And he was like, you know, you got his card. You're like, okay. I get it. You know, he played for a long time. He was great, but I never really wanted to collect him. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, legacy, all-time great. Come on now. Pretty awesome stuff. Um, I'll pull up yeah. the card real quick for you guys, just so you see it. So here's one listed for 350 I saw a few others for 100 It's uh, Here you go. So 1967 is his rookie year, but here's one, Rod Carew, 1968, auto. 350 or best offer. I like it. If you have a better way to buy, I just don't think people can afford the, 
Well, some people can, but I don't think it's a fair play to say go for his 1967 Rod Carew uh, PSA 10 is like a 100,000-plus card. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. Okay, so I'm going to do a quick one for you. We'll talk about cards. We'll talk about, you know, organic versus inorganic and the whole deal. Um, and, again, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll shout it out there. You know, we hope to have Card Ladder on and talk to him about, you know, different types of collecting and all that other fun stuff. It was a pretty pretty um, pretty well-listened to and watched show the last time we had Card Ladder on. Um, but Precious Metal Games. Yeah, shoot. Wait, did you know we're having Card Ladder on again? No, I've been saying it a couple times. We want to have him. We want to talk to him. We oh, want to have him on. No, so guys, it's going to be official. We're just scheduling it now. So Card Ladder came out with a few new updates. Uh, so we're going to have Josh and Chris on. We're just scheduling. It's probably going to be next Tuesday or Thursday. Can we invite um, Christina? People don't realize what an integral part of the team Christina is. Well, I'm, I'm like, going oh, back and forth ladder. with Christina. So she, okay, good. She's invited, but uh, so she's Christina's always invited. But th- her and I are scheduling this right now. Um, it's actually going to be a live. So I'm asking our community, all you card ladder users, that's a good live to be on. Cause we want, I, I've been using card ladder a lot. I've been pulling it up and sharing the screen, but we want you guys also like the ones that use card ladder a lot, come on and ask your questions, right? Cause they're, they're releasing card ladder 2.0 and we want this to be valuable for everyone listening. So sorry. With, okay. So precious metal gems, which okay. to cut you off again, the, <laughs> it's all right. Do, do the 1996 Kobe Precious Metal Gem, and the Fleer one, and the like, you know, the Metal Universe and the Precious Metal Universe. Mm-hmm. I hate that they did it like that because it's hard to tell the difference between the two. They look identical, like five five uh, guys' cards. I could pull it up. They're auctioning off a PSA 10. It says Precious Metal on the PSA slab, but it looks identical to the base card. Yes. I hear you. So what is it about the PMGs, especially that first year, that makes cards worth so much money that a Kobe is worth $2 million? You know, it's sort of like the conversation you have with me about NFTs. You know, what makes NFTs worth money? The utility, the art, the community. Okay, well, PMGs. Let's talk about that first set. You're going to bring up the different one now? You Oh, there you go. Yep, says precious metal on there. It doesn't say precious metal gem. So, All right, so you're telling people to stay away from that one? Go ahead. I'm not. I'm just saying if you guys look at the base version of this card, it's the 1996 Fleer metal. It looks identical to the precious metal. And, and I haven't commented here. I said the set confuses me. The precious metal and the base look identical. It's probably one of those where you need to hold it in, in hand to tell the difference. But I apologize. I don't want to hijack. No, no, you're, you're doing fine. So is, what do you think it is that makes it? Is it the fact that there's only 100 of them? Is it the art? Is it that great art? Because we hear those are the two lines we hear all the time, right? That they're, it's sick art and it's limited to only 100, right? People, people say that card is beautiful in hand. So beautiful as someone who's never held that card in hand, it's hard to say. Um, it is cool. It is cool. It's like nothing else. There is also that. There's no, There's nothing that you could compare that card to. Okay. And especially so, when that was released, Cage, that was yep. just the beginning of the whole refractor era. So there's not even, you know, so unique. Yeah. It was so one of a kind. About five years, five years into it. I mean, Chrome was out already the year before it, and refractors, you know, the finest refractors are out from 92, um, 93. 
So, so, but if we're going to go by the premise that those cards are worth money because they are limited and because of what they look like, that would carry through that it's not just because they're new that it's 96. It would carry through to what we're seeing with the Marvel stuff, right? Those are from 2013, 2015, 2017 Marvel retro products. But it's the same look, the same precious metal gems, limited, some out of 50, some out of 100, some out of 150, and they're selling for amazingly high prices. Because that would make sense. It's not just that it's 96, it's that it's a rare collectible with crazy art, and it's numbered. It's got that precious metal art. So I bring to you guys, look up the Fleer Retro. If you want to pull one up, Andrew, you could just you could just type in it's 2012. But you don't have to type that in eBay. Just type Jerry Rice PMG slash 100. You know forward slash 100, and the one that I'm looking at will pop up. Okay, so let's see. Say that you, one more time. I apologize. Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice PMG, the forward slash 100. All right. Dude, I have a feeling that football is gonna do something. This is a sick card. Three forty nine. Okay, now there you go. So that card looks exactly like the 1997 version. Looks exactly, and there is, you know, there is a precious metal set, red, you name it. But what you're pulling up, which you, you haven't shared it, you haven't shared it yet. Um, what you're pulling up is actually a 2012 Fleer Retro. You can click on the second, you can click on the second uh, picture, and on the back, bottom right, you'll see where it says 2012 Fleer Retro. Creepy. He's smiling. Go all the way bottom, bottom right. Scroll down. Yeah. See right there. It says 2012 Fleer Retro Football. Still precious metal gems. Still numbered out of 100. This particular card is 57 out of 100. With the front, with exactly the same PMG design, the same red, the same crazy, you know, lines on it and whatnot. And it's Jerry Rice, and it's 349 dollars or best offer. So guys. I'm not, and there's a green one, and you're looking at it. Thank you. You went to my next one, and that's six hundred dollars. Same look, the same kind of stuff. You got a teal. That one's out of fifty. It's not out of ten. Point is, right? By the time these were made, it wasn't you know licensed. You notice he's in his college uniform. That takes it down a peg, right? It does. It takes it down a peg. I mean, you got to give one. credit, Cage, to like look at how beautiful the backdrop is. It's like, You're right, like, and I am giving credit. And and if we're gonna, if we're all gonna come into this and say that the backdrop and the artwork and everything is what makes the and the fact that they're limited out of the one you just showed out of fifty and the one that I showed and you showed first out of a hundred, it's exactly the same. Now it's not the first one. It's not from 1997, but if the qualities that we're looking at are limited, numbered. Real limited quantity with this sick artwork that you t- you pointed out. Somebody says it's this like no other art. It's like no other card in hand. Well, here it is. Here's another one. And I I pulled Jerry Rice, guys. He's actually one of the more expensive ones, right? That one, if you click on, is the 1997 Metal Universe one. But you don't have to click on that. You know. So he has ones that are from 1997. That, you know, you can look. They're much more expensive. That's not it. Protect, but you can put up the 1997 football PMGs, and you'll see they sell for a lot. This of This is sick, Cage. This has Spider Man in the back. Yeah, pretty clear. Pretty pretty cool, right? Because he was like <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> Funny, right? You don't like the Spider Man on there? 
you don't like the pretty you don't like that with We're pretty clear pretty queer uh <laughs> pretty cool so i mean yeah you can say it's that too but so that's the fight around behind yeah i mean it is what it is no but 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 i like yeah, this I'm, I'm muting. because Oh, you're being a child. Yeah, I, I can't make fun of you. I can't make fun of your, you know, the tongue, you know, the the the, the misspeaking anymore. But so so on this one here, I like it because it has. If we're if we're really gonna believe that the precious metal gems, the look of it, the number out of a hundred out of it is is what makes these things such sought after collectors items that sell for thousands upon thousands of dollars. Well, guys, look up whoever you want. There's plenty of them, not just Jerry Rice. And if Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver and one of the greatest football players to ever play, is three forty nine or best offer, why is it that these don't sell? And I, I understand the the reason. I understand the arguments that could be made. It's you know, it's it's fifteen years later. It's not the original set. Um, you know, the licensing issue is a different scenario. It's not NFL license. I get all those fun things, but it still has the same exact PMG design. The same exact look and the same numbering out of 100. So you tell me, why is it that this one should be literally pennies on the dollar to the other ones? Maybe it shouldn't. And maybe you're listening to our podcast and are going to be able to jump on a couple of these PMGs. Because it's not that, oh, they're old. I mean, Marvel ones that are made five years after this set are selling for thousands upon thousands of dollars, right? So... Dude, there's some, there's some cool ones too, like lots of them. So, so with hockey, hockey? there's actually uh, in uh, in his Blackhawks jersey and a color match. So you you know Patrick Kane. So I, I had good mm-hmm. friends in Chicago, and yep. they loved this Blackhawks team. Like this, this they were so good. So this Patrick Kane, who's I mean, he's one of the best players at that time. I don't know where you guys put him on you know top hundred, top fifty, whatever. Here's a PMG red color match says Blackhawks jersey for a thousand dollars or best offer. So there's that angle if you want the professional jersey. But look at this card. So this is pretty cool. This is Bill Russell in his USF jersey, precious yeah. metal gems. Well, because of the licensing issues. But I mean, you can go a million different ways with it, right? In the 2012 set, there are so many cool PMGs. Obviously, there's retro, there's different versions like you saw, but if you go into football, it's exactly mirroring the red one. You know who was a rookie in 2012 and who has a PMG rookie who couldn't have one in 1997 because he wasn't playing, right? Ryan Tannehill, your guy. And there it is right there. 2012 Metal Universe PMG Ryan Tannehill rookie out of 100, $225 or best offer. My right? guy's only the guys that are performing well. I've hopped off the Tannehill bandwagon when after he threw that interception. All right. Well, listen, you can go a million different ways with it, right? My friend Drew Bledsoe, who I have a big collection of, has one. John Elway, blue, out of 50, in a PSA slab, $299. Bo Jackson's in the set. You know what I mean? It, there's, there's a lot of cool PMGs, um, you know, that, uh, yeah, they're in the college uniforms. And, yes, it's a knockdown, but as far as pricing goes... These things are so much cheaper, and we're all being led to believe, right? We're all being led to believe that the real reason that PMGs are just the thing is because of the artwork and because of the limited numbered cards. Okay, well, these are all limited, and these are all numbered, and they look exactly the same. 
So, you know who's in the set? 2012, Russell Wilson. Rookie. I'm, if I'm picking up on your tone, it sounds to me like that's not the only reason people are buying PMGs. If, you, if you're, if we're going to be honest, it's not. I just think. I, listen, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I am going to stop caring about what I think, and I, like <laughs> you, I'm going to start caring about what everybody else is thinking, because that seems to be the way to go, right? Don't swim upstream. Why make this thing harder than Stop it pissing to in be? the wind? You know, I, I definitely don't want to piss in the wind. I mean, that would be a really stupid thing to do, especially when there's a Dan Marino out of 50 in this. You know, yeah, he's in a pit uniform. There's Clyde Drexler if you want to go basketball. Guys, I'm not a huge fan of the college uniform. I'm not a fan huge of the non-licensed. But if you wanted to get a precious metal gems in your collection that looks exactly like the ones that are out there, you want to call Malone from 2012 retro PMG out of 50, it's a hundred bucks. I mean, who releases these? Is it tops that owns Flair? I think upper deck owns them. Gotcha. I think it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. I'm pretty sure upper deck owns them. Um, And they were supposed to be doing like a retro product this year. Also with basketball, Similar, you know, they'll put out jambalayas and that kind of stuff in that product. I'm pretty sure it's Upper Deck that owns the uh, the Fleer brand. But I mean, guys, just type 2012 Fleer Retro PMG, right? And they have they have ones that match the '97 set. They have ones that match the 1998 um, Universe set. Um, you know, they have some throwbacks. They have guys who you know weren't in the original set. They have guys who um, you know who were. Um, and look, if you're an Alonzo Morning or a Christian Leitner fan, there you go, you know. Um, so anyway, just take a look at it. I think it's cool, especially the red ones that really match up to the way that they look. You know, you're looking at it first and you're like, whoa, wait a second. You know, how could this be so cheap? And the explanation, of course, is just like you looked at. Jerry Rice, $300. How is that possible? Because you think at first look that it's the 97 set because it's exactly the same. It looks exactly the same. But it's just a you know, a 15 year later edition. And you're not saying this is going to be a $2 million Kobe, but no. you know, for people who feel that they want to be, they want to own a PMG that also has some upside potential, but it's the art that we're buying it for. You know, you have so many of your favorite players to choose from at an affordable price point. Correct. And they're numbered, right? So it's still a rare way to, you know, participate in the PMG phenomena. Right, you wanna you wanna be involved in it. Buy yourself a Brock Osweiler, precious metal rookie. No, don't do that. I mean, it's only gonna cost you twenty bucks, but still, don't do it. Um, but yeah, I'll tell I you mean, guys. There's been a lot of good publicity recently for uh, Mitch Trubinsky, but like uh, you brought up Osweiler, I don't know why I thought of Trubinsky, but people are saying he's better than a lot of the quarterbacks in the this upcoming draft, and he could he could see himself. Uh, People see him being a starter in the league maybe next year or a good This backup. is not the strongest um, you know, quarterback class in a while. I know um, that's, that's 100% true. When I heard no, Brock Roswell, I thought Trubinsky. No, but. Cage, I know you got to bounce. Next two days, you're, you're home. So we'll let you go. It's a good episode. 30 minutes in. Uh, really awesome game I'm looking forward to tonight is uh, Bucks Heat. I'm excited for that. 
gotta give a shout out Lefko um, on TNT Tuesdays. It, it's it's a pleasure tuning into him. He does a good job. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this. You know he does the NBA on TNT show uh, every Tuesday. Dwayne Wade, Shaq, and Jamal Crawford. They do a good job, man. And uh, it's cool to see one of our own, a hobbyist, so to speak, with a Kareem eight, not a Kareem eight and a half. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Who knows if he still has it? You never know, you know. But yeah, he does a good job. They're funny. Those guys are funny. It's uh, it's definitely it's definitely fun watching uh, you know, the games and their little the commentary on there. So it's definitely enjoyable. But yeah, love and life. Enjoy, guys. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.